So hey there, and welcome to episode 105 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. Today we are going to jump into a conversation about why you don't need permission. So stay tuned for that. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So, hey, how are you doing? This last week, a couple of weeks here where I am in Melbourne has been full on. We had a couple of weeks of lockdown and then we had a huge storm pass through that caused unbelievable amount of damage um, in sort of my town and nearby towns. And we were without power for a few days. And as I'm recording this, there are still people with no power. Um, nearly like, I don't even know, is it a week later? I don't even know what day it is. Um, so crazy times. And honestly, just exhausting. Uh, just exhausting. I feel like 2020, 2021 have been really tiring for so many of us, um, for so many different reasons. Um, but yeah. However it is that you are at the moment, you know, I talked about this a lot in my classes this week with students, really giving ourselves permission to to be informed by how we feel. This is something that comes up for me often, um, where, you know, really wanting to use the information about how I am at any given time to inform how I respond to my, you know, to what it is that I need. Rather than pushing it away and pretending it's not there, actually using that information to make kind of good choices or informed choices or kind choices for how we choose to move, how we choose to treat ourselves, what we choose to do, so that we are moving from this place of responding to what is true for us as we move towards what it is that we want and how we want to feel. So anyway, all of that aside, been a couple of big weeks. I hope you're doing okay. Um, I wanted to talk before I jump into the topic of today. I just wanted to briefly let you know about my new newsletter. So I have sort of moved towards this new newsletter. um, uh, I don't even know what to call it. A new newsletter. It's called Simple Shifts to Mindful Movement Habits. And every week inside that newsletter, I'm sharing one simple movement snack, um, anywhere from sort of 30 seconds up to about five minutes um, that you can follow along with as you watch. And I'm sharing a simple self-kindness tip, something that just gives you a bit of food for thought, something that you can use as you navigate the week. So if you would like that delivered straight to your inbox, do make sure that you're on my mailing list. Um, I'm going to pop the link for that in the show notes. Um, And if you're on that list as well, you're going to be the first to find out about the doors to the Uh, Mindful Movement Virtual Studio opening again in just a couple of weeks. So this is going out mid-June and the doors to the studio are opening at the end of the month. So it's not very far away. So if you want to be the first to know about that, go on over and jump onto that list. So let's talk about not needing permission. This is something that comes up a lot. I did a... um, 
reel on Instagram earlier this week or last week, I can't remember, um, that was all about breathing in a class and how oftentimes, you know, in a yoga class, in a Pilates class, often we will be given a cue to breathe. You know, so as you lift your arms, breathe in. As you lift, as you take your arms down, breathe out. And often what I will see is that people really want to follow what the teacher is saying. I've been there. I've done it. I probably still do it sometimes as well. And we sometimes do that to our own detriment. So if we're, you know, following that, that cue to breathe in, breathe out when the teacher says so, oftentimes it can result in us like holding our breath, which is not an amazing plan for a few different reasons, but it will often cause us to hold our breath or to make ourselves uncomfortable unnecessarily just to stay in time with what the teacher is saying. And it got me thinking when I did this reel that, you know, isn't it curious that as adults, we still kind of look for permission and we still sort of look for this confirmation that we're doing it right. We really want to follow instructions. And yet the best way for us to be kind of looking after our body, looking after ourselves is to be in tune with or in touch with or listening out for what is true for us and what things feel like in our own body. And there is not a teacher on this planet who can do a better job of that than you, because you're the only one who has access to all the information that you need to make those choices. But, you know, this is a really real thing where we want that validation. We want that Um, permission or confirmation or just sort of that touch point to be like, am I doing this right? I don't know what it is. I have this, this tendency to believe, to to just assume that I'm doing things incorrectly. I don't know why. Um, That's something that I've, I've sort of dealt with for all of my adult life, just being like, everybody else seems to have a better idea of how to do these things. Um, And so I think maybe that this is just a really human trait, but If it's true that we kind of want that and we seek that, and yet it's also true that, you know, the the, probably the best approach is to be using our own kind of inner understanding of ourselves, how do we bridge that gap? How do we kind of allow both to be true um, while moving towards more of that self-guided movement, self-guided decision-making around like what actually is quote-unquote right. And I think that there is one really valid way to do this. There's probably more, but one that I've come up with as I've been sort of pondering this, and it's just to experiment. And I think that one thing that we're very uncomfortable with as adult humans is doing things without a guaranteed outcome. You know, how often do we think, oh, I want to try that, but what if it doesn't work? Or, you know, we're faced with the reality that we want to, I don't know, have less tension in our shoulders. But unless we know that that thing's going to work, uh, we don't really want to invest all the time that it's going to take because we know that it's going to be a long haul. Right. So we sometimes we'll stop ourselves before we even start because um, we want a guaranteed outcome. And oftentimes those just simply don't exist. And. So I think that that's probably one of the reasons why 
we tend to do this like seeking permission, seeking uh, confirmation. Am I doing it right? Because we don't really want to waste time. We don't want to do it wrong. We don't want to find out that, oh, you know, I've been doing this wrong for all this time. But what if we gave ourselves permission to experiment without guaranteed outcomes? Does that make you uncomfortable? (laughs) I think the idea of unguaranteed outcomes makes most of us uncomfortable. But I really think that this is how we start to tune in more clearly to what it is that we can sort of notice in our own body and, and that own that that kind of inner I don't even know what word to use, like knowing that inner knowing, that inner understanding, that inner ear that's listening for what it is that we need. Because sometimes we might try something and be like, huh, that made me feel this way. We might try something else and find that it made us feel that way. The same thing might us fe- make the same thing done on different days might make us feel different ways. And so really understanding that all of the movement that we do, all of the um, engaging in practices like yoga, like breathing, all of these things are ultimately little individual experiments that we carry out as we go through the process. And I think that's how we bridge the gap between needing permission or wanting that external validation and not really understanding how to get that from our own being. And I think that they can go hand in hand. You know, we take information from the person that we're learning from. We have obviously put ourselves in front of that person for um, a reason. You know, we want the information that they're sharing. We want to be guided by them. And so we can take that information and we can use it. Absolutely. We can even ask them, you know, am I doing it right? Absolutely. You can ask these questions. But then allowing ourselves to treat it almost like a little baby experiment where we do and we notice. We maybe look outside of ourselves if that is something that helps, but then we always bring the attention back to us so that we can notice like what impact does this movement, does this practice, does this thing have on the way that I feel? Knowing that that won't always be the same one day to the next or one moment to the next. And so it's this constant kind of dialogue. It's this constant um, process. I had, um, I I mentioned that reel that I did on, on Instagram and I actually want to share one other thing that I shared on Instagram um, last week. I did a little bit of a post about, you know, ignoring the fact that, sorry, let's start again. I did a post about, the fact that we sit a lot and we've kind of come to think of that discomfort that we experience as a bit of a nuisance when really it's always been a signal for us to do something different, to move. It's just our body communicating with us. But for some reason we've learned to ignore that and turn it into something that it's not. And in the, the comments to that post, um, yoga teacher from over in the U S Winnie Lingovic left an amazing comment and I turned that into another post and I want to read it to you because I think it's really relevant to this um, conversation. She said, the body seeks to tell us something, yet somewhere along the way, a disconnect happened. After decades of not listening to our body, we forgot we could. And I think that that is incredibly relevant to this conversation about you don't need permission. 
Because I think part of it is that we really have forgotten that we can listen to our body, that we have any capacity to do that. And that we can, you know, even one step further than that, not only can we listen, but that we know what to do with the information. Because the reality is, you know, most of us ignore the discomfort that we experience when we've been sitting at our desk for a long time, or we kind of like get just kind of pissy about it. You know, we're like, oh, why do my shoulders hurt? Why do my hips feel this way? My body's letting me down. Rather than recognizing that in that moment, when we feel those things, that is us communicating with our body or our body communicating with us. That is information that is coming from our body. And so it's sort of like we've forgotten that we could do the listening. And as a result, we don't remember how to respond. We've kind of lost that skill because we haven't used it. And so recognizing first that we can listen to our body. And it's a very vague concept, right? Like this sort of, and I think I've done another episode about this, about, you know, what does it actually mean to listen to your body? But when we start to realize that all of these things that we feel and the things that we notice, that is the body kind of like talking, if you want to think about it that way, we already potentially notice those things. But oftentimes we we don't know that we can do anything about it or we don't know exactly what it means. And so this is where I think that, you know, we have to kind of like dance between the the guidance that we can get from outside of ourselves, but then coming back to notice that, you know, we do have access to information that's there and that's kind of like calling out for us. We just have to remember that we can both hear it and respond to it. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that that gives you some food for thought in terms of how you can kind of like start to peel yourself away from that need for permission or, you know, external kind of like check-ins of, am I doing it right? Realizing that you can still have those things um, and seek those things, but don't allow it to completely eliminate your capacity to listen to your own body because you're the only one that has access to all of that incredible information that comes from you and your body and your experience in that body. So hopefully that, you know, can give you something to to explore and to play with as you move into the week ahead. Um, As I mentioned, get on to the Simple Shifts to Mindful Movement Habits um, newsletter. That goes out every Thursday. It just gives you something to you know, follow along too. after we've just talked about, you know, you don't need permission and, and you don't <laughs> you want to listen to your own body. Um, treat those as little experiments. Treat those as little opportunities to to take some information that you're being offered and then to to feel into it and to see how it actually lands and feels and what it means for you. I think it's really valuable. I also want to throw back to last week's episode just for a second. Um, Last week I had Laurie Curran on to chat with me just about um, life and motherhood and and our challenges and insights through that. And that episode, I listened back to it as I was editing, and it actually gives a really good amount of context for why I do things the way that I do them. 
and why I have such a focus on self-kindness. So if you're curious and you haven't listened to that episode yet and you're wondering, why does she harp on about self-kindness all the time? Um, And why do I teach the way that I teach? I actually think that episode gives a lot of insight. Even if, you know, the idea of of talking about motherhood is not that interesting to you, um, motherhood was just the the, um, context in which this sort of uh, approach was born, I suppose. All right, going to leave it at that. I hope that wherever you are, whenever you're listening, you are doing well. And I will look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.